Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. All right, Kenya, we're back. We're back, Dr. Smith. How are you? I am doing great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, back for the first week of school and uh, yeah, trying yeah. to get into the groove. Yeah, we have to let our listeners, our new listeners know that you are Professor Smith. <laughs> Not yeah. just Dr. Professor Smith. So that's yeah. Cool. I teach and uh, teach music technology and music business and all the good stuff. So I always push that because I want the listeners to understand the quality of of people that they're hearing this information and that we don't just sit and twiddle our thumbs in a corner <laughs> of a room. We've actually been really well educated on this and uh, on the music business and, in fact, so much you get to teach it for people who yeah. are paying tuition. That's important. Exactly. That's right. Important. right. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I don't sit and twiddle my thumbs. I do that in meetings, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> we all have to do that occasionally. Occasionally. So. Exactly. Well, we got podcast number 15. Number 15. Woo. That's awesome. Yeah, we're keeping on rolling, keeping on rolling. Yeah. And uh, I want to start off like we did last time. We have our music business tip, mm -hmm. and I'll let you take the lead on this one. Yeah, so so today's tip is actually coming from uh, one of our Tuesday tips. I At Creating Crimson, every week we do a Tuesday tip. And so... Um, if you are following that, this may sound familiar, but if you haven't, here we go. And and I I've, I came across a blog that was talking about the the seven apps that all musicians must have to make their life easier, <laughs> uh -huh. that, and and not waste their time. Um, and so I'm not going to go through all that. I'm just going to go through one of the apps, and I'm just going to do it in the order that they kind of said. But the first is a metronome. Metronome Plus app, and they uh, were talking about the one that's available on Apple on your for your iPhone and your iPad. And you know, I think that sounds simple enough. You know, why do I need a metronome? Well, I mean, let's think about all the moments that as musicians, what we're doing and and being able to keep um, steady beats and rhythms, and mm -hmm. you know, in uh, your writing process and your practicing, obviously. Um, and one of the things they kind of just gave a quick blurb and then I'll leave it alone. Um, the metronome app is simple, unintrusive, and includes just about everything you might want from a metronome for those frequent moments you need to keep a steady beat. And then they go on real quick to say features include a tapping property to gauge tempo, different modes like pitch and set list and record and practice. So you can decide what mode in which you need your metronome to be and the ability to multitask. Um, it runs the background so you could also read sheet music on your phone or tablet okay. or what have you. So that's useful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's free. 
that's probably the most useful part because a lot of these musician apps are not. (laughs) Right. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, um, so if you don't have that, if you don't have a metronome plus app, you need to go check it out. Um, I know I do on my phone. So, well, I'm going to jump in for all the Android users like myself. (laughs) (laughs) And there's another app on the Android called sound corset. Um, sound and then C-O-R-S-E-T, I think, mm-hmm. but Sound Corset, and it does pretty much the same thing. It has the metronome, but it also has like a pitch uh, recognizer where you can tune your voice or guitar nice. or instrument. Right. And yeah, so it's uh, all, all those things are very useful. In fact, uh, in my saxophone lessons, I, I use it frequently um, nice. for students who are trying to get their rhythm and also their pitch together. So definitely use it. Perfect. All right. So those are our tips. All right. right. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we are going to talk about breaking internationally from radio to performing. (laughs) So we have alluded to this because I am a lot of my music. I do. I do a lot internationally, so I can't help but kind of bring it up here and there. So I'm glad we're going to focus going to focus on it a little bit. We're going to focus. And you're probably going to take the lead on the radio part. <laughs> and because uh, uh, I, I really haven't built that up in my business. Um, I've done a lot of performing um, overseas with my group and also with other other people. So, right. um, but yes, yeah, so I, I can speak a little bit on that, but I'll let you take the lead with radio. Yeah. You know, I guess I'll just, you know, I can't say that I'm a pro, but I will say that um, I've had doing this independently and being um, in soul, independent soul music um, and a touch of, of jazz. Um, I've really been able to make some moves over there um, on their on their radio. Um, and when I say over there, let me be really let's let's be specific. I would say I've gotten most of my traction in Europe and and condense Mm -hmm. that down even more, mostly in the UK. And if we got even more specific, it would be mostly London and Manchester and Birmingham. Those are the three cities um, in the Mm -hmm. UK that I would say I've been able to penetrate the most. And I really, when I tell people, you know, I think people you hear international, you automatically assume, you know, I'm Beyonce abroad. No, 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 no. Just like, (laughs) just like, you know, we have our kind of popular people in our independent, you know, space here in the States or whatever. Same kind of goes internationally. I would just say the audience, um, it's just a, it's a different culture of how they honor music and how they play music and how they, um, just how they integrate music kind of in their lifestyle abroad. Yeah, so, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. I heard it, that it's, a uh, it's a, especially in Europe, they have a, a larger respect for artists and, and just music, quality music. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, I, I, I don't say, cause I get asked a lot, well, cause that can become very controversial. Like, Oh, why are the States, why are the States not into, you know, artists and why, you know, you just need to go over Europe and it'd be better. And, you know, I, I, I wish it was just so, you know, one plus one equals two, but really, again, it really goes down to culture and it goes down to lifestyle. And I will say, I think, you know, we've seen enough studies or read enough literature to say that the European lifestyle 
you know, is different <laughs> than the American mm-hmm. lifestyle. And, you know, what I have just found is that particularly, again, in the UK, um, their respect and their love and passion um, for music and the arts is just really high. It's just, it's just in general. And um, so with that, obviously they're going, they, you know, and it's, it's just more enculturated. It's, it's, it's more a part of a, a space of um, it just has a space there. Whereas I think here we're, it's kind of what we are to pop culture. Like we are addicted right, right. to pop culture. We really, and not to say that pop, I mean, pop culture is a worldwide thing. So, you know, obviously it's there too, but I'm not sure if in the States we've gotten the same level of passion for our independent um, are maybe not so popular, but yet still right, good right. art. Um, I feel like we, if we don't see it in America on a mainstream um, space or outlet, it gets really unnoticed. And um, there, I think it's different. Um, so with the radio, you know, what I will say is I, I first, I think first was able to kind of get my music um, abroad um, probably the first time I got word that something was playing abroad was probably in 2012. So 2012. And it was purely because of our lovely thing called the internet. So, um, I didn't try. I wasn't like, (laughs) and so I say this to people because I want you to understand that this wasn't like this, just, um, that I just, you know, went and I went to this person and they start playing my music. It wasn't like that at all. I started posting on Facebook. And at that time, I think it was just Facebook. And I had released some music, you know, on, on iTunes and all of that. And what happened was because of the Internet and Facebook, um, someone, and I have no idea who it was, but a DJ um, out of the UK heard something from me. And so they played it on one of their programs. And so I then got kind of an email or a message, you know, the person was like, I, I'd like to have the full CD. I'm a DJ. Can you send more? I'm out of Manchester. And I'm like, really? You know, like, I, so, it, so that's, that's how it started. Right, right. So I say that to say, if you're listening and you're like, well, what are my first steps? First steps is product yet again. Okay. Yet again, product is first. And so a really strong recording um, is first. Second is you've got to be willing now to share that product and to get that product promoted. And and when I say promoted, I mean just you, just post it up, get it up on, don't be, because I think artists sometimes get afraid or insecure. Um, Go ahead and just let it, let it get out there. Um, And so for me, it was a very organic thing for the very first time. Now, then it became more intentional. And so to intentionally get your music abroad, it's kind of similar to what we were talking about, um, about radio here, and that you really are going to need a music industry person to kind of get in there and kind of help you out. Um, And that industry person, the difference is that at least in the UK and at least in the independent soul and independent jazz world. Um, honestly, DJs, a lot of the DJs have their own programs. So you really can actually <laughs> contact a DJ, right. send a DJ um, some music and let them review it and listen to it and see if they're willing to play it. 
um, or what they think, what they think about it. And that way you're not hiring a whole radio promoter and, you know, all of that. But do they have radio promoters over there as well? Absolutely. They do. And I'm going to get that's kind of the next level. So I kind of my first level of introduction, I didn't even try. It was just organic. Somebody abroad heard it, reached out to me, wanted more. Once I realized I was actually on somebody's radar, I got obviously incredibly excited because I myself have followed a lot of music from London. (laughs) So a lot of artists Mm -hmm. from your brand new heavies to incognito to soul to soul. You know, these are really popular um, uh, UK soul artists. And um, I had been listening to that music since I was a teenager And, um, so for me, I've always kind of, and, and as I've gotten older and matured, I was able to start to really dig into some more indie, um, artists out of Sweden and out of, um, Germany and out of all these different countries. And so I just thought, you know, I'm just going to always be a fan. But once I got word that somebody else was actually listening to me, that's when I decided, okay, I better be a little bit more intentional. Mm -hmm. So. Before you just look at, okay, well, let me go find an international radio (coughs) promoter. No, there's things you can do still on your own, and I recommend that you do on your own. And that is start to research um, the different podcasts and the different radio um, stations that exist abroad, that wherever it is. And I'm only going to use the UK because that's what I'm familiar with. Um. And so what started happening was um, I start once one DJ got it. And this is what DJs will do when they have control. There's a little competition because you, <laughs> obviously you want your program. You want to be able to say, I got the new such and such song. This got is hot. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I broke this song. Like I was the first DJ to get this song out there. So that's the that's the other beauty about when you know DJs kind of have some control they're they're wanting to find an innovative thing they're wanting to find something just a little bit off the radar that's still good because you know so often you will hear that artists will say well I first got stuff going you know in London or abroad and then it came back to the states and that's because they took that risk and they made those right, songs right. popular right um, and so what I would say is in this day and age with technology, um, if you don't have any contacts at all, um, then I would just start to do some research online of what types of um, podcasts, what types of, and I say podcasts meaning like music podcasts, what kinds, uh, types of uh, radio stations exist abroad, um, and just kind of see what you're you know coming up with. You can always... If you're really, really, I, I have a plethora of lists now, obviously, but that, that that's for my special clients. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't just do that. I don't just do that. But you want to start to connect that way. Now, I would think Twitter, too, would be a good absolutely. way to reach out to some of these. Absolutely. Yeah. Go on. Twi- Twitter is probably one of the best, I think, because that's how, you know, a, a Twitter and Facebook DJs use the, the them a lot for their playlist. So. Right when they're trying to promote their playlist or their track list, you know, Twitter is very commonly that way you can just click on it. You see their track list, you can hear their program. Same idea for Facebook, you know, they can hyperlink provide a track list as well as just click on. Um, The other biggest thing though, is to, this is why you need to, this is why this has been my mantra for the past few weeks lately is 
you must, you must be building these relationships, guys. You have got to stay connected to other artists. Mm-hmm. Whether or not, honestly, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you want me to break it down? I'm break it down. <laughs> Whether or not you love them or not, be careful burning your bridges. Be really careful with that because you really never know <laughs> when you might need to cross that bridge. Right. Um, and I say that because those artists who are getting their music abroad, you want to be able to uh, contact them and mm-hmm. you want to have a relationship because obviously, you know, if you're just a stranger, can you give me this for what, you know, what, why would right. I do that? Um, or, you know, my cousin, can you do this? No, I know your cousin. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. important to build those relationships because this is when this comes in hand. And I'm going to give you an ex- I'm going to tell you how I got to the level now. So, so I had some organic. Then um, I did release a single. Um, I did a rearrangement of I Can't Help It by Michael Jackson. Um, I rearranged it and made it. In, and the producer I worked with, we were very intentional. I told him I wanted to hit that market more. He was familiar. He's actually based in the States, but had done a lot of um, DJing and music connections abroad. And so he knew kind of how to cater um, the remix production of this song so that mm-hmm. it would attract. So that was the other thing is your product now needs to kind of fit within the space or style of, of radio that is played abroad. Um, I would say in the soul and jazz world, world is more progressive. It's way more progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, they take more risk on radio. <laughs> You're going to hear things on the radio <laughs> that you'd be like, wow, they played that. Yes, they right, played right. that. Um, and so he was able, we were able to create, you know, remix the song in a way that we knew uh, would feel good in that, in that market. And what I ended up doing, he had a list of DJs abroad. And what did he do? He emailed them. He tagged them on Facebook. He just said, boom, you know, this, this is the song that me and this artist have, you know, worked together on. What are your thoughts? And that's when it all just kind of went, whoo, <laughs> it kind of, it kind of mm-hmm. took on a life of its own. Now, once that did that, that's when now that is when I got, and this is what I would say, you have to allow time, allow some organic movement. Um, and then when you start seeing the movement, you can't now say I'm a star because you're not, you're, <laughs> you're not a star <laughs> yet, not yet. But you've got some movement. You've got some momentum. So don't let it like fizzle out. Fade. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't let it fade. Yeah. You got to, you got to, if this is what you want, if this is a goal, you've got to now feed that. Now that doesn't mean tomorrow it's going to die. I mean, you have some time, but just understand you need to be pretty proactive at this point because now you're on people's radar and um, the radio radar, you think we have attention or ADD, you know, in our lives. Mm-hmm. The radio, you know, is actually, it's kind of like movies, you know, it's kind of, it quickly will go through. It'd be really intense. You hear the song, 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 song. And then all of a sudden you kind of realize, I haven't heard that song in a while, you know? And so right. <laughs> on to the next, on to the next, <laughs> on to the next. So you just need to keep that in mind. Um, and so what happened with me once I, I saw what that I Can't Help It remix did, I actually was able to get on, um, there's an independent soul chart called the UK Soul Chart. It's independent. It's not like the billboard. It's supposed to be based on um, number of plays that 
um, all different independent soul radio stations are giving a song. So if a song is getting a lot of plays, um, I think they may also be configuring um, downloads. Like if it's uh, on Amazon showing like it's a, a, a hot song that's getting a lot of downloads or whatever. They can figure all that basically on popularity. And that's right, how. You, right. So I was able to get, I think, up to number four with um, the I Can't Help It. And once okay. that happened, that really, it clicked. Like, oh boy, I need, <laughs> whoa, mm-hmm. this is a market. This is a market. You know, I'm not getting number four on nothing here in the United States. You know, so <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's a market there. So I need to be more proactive. So that's when I decided to research on Radio Promoter because at that point I really wanted to, I needed, I, I, I realized and I was being educated by a mentor. I was starting to learn more about what radio promotion was. Um, and so I realized, okay, I, in order for me to really do this, I'm going to have to do what they do, which is get a right. promoter. And, and have a budget. And have a budget. And so it was so funny. The woman, her name is um, Kathy Carroll. And Kathy is a radio promoter based here in the States. And she was the woman who told me the amount for here in the States, that 70 grand that you need for one Mm -hmm. song. And I about passed out, you know. So I knew that it wasn't going to be that expensive to do abroad. But I also knew there was going to have to be a budget. I was going to need some time and I was going to have to work on a new project. And um, so when I worked on my full length album after releasing that, I was really very, very intentionally thinking about the UK soul audience. And I'm being very, I really want to make sure I emphasize this to you. I am an artist. I don't proclaim myself to be like this puppy. I just want to be a star. No, 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 no. I'm all about the art form. I'm all about the quality um, but I also know that accessibility is a huge, a huge deal um, when it comes to music, meaning you can't be so much in your head as an artist that no one can access what right, it is right. you're trying to do. So as I was working with producers on my project, I kept saying, I want this music to be heard abroad. So just keep that in mind as we're working on stuff. I want us to be creative. You know, I want us to, you know, show our best craft and all of that but i also need us to think can you see this could you hear this in london can you hear Mm -hmm. this in london and so that's how we did my album we kept that in mind can can that audience receive it and um once we finished the project and i was really pleased i actually wasn't even thinking about american radio at that point i was purely catering to your your demographic your audience yeah purely going there and what was cool about it is i love <laughs> i love the music over there so it wasn't like i was just doing something to do it it, it was very it felt very you enjoyed it yeah. it's, absolutely yeah. it felt very yeah. natural for me because that's the music i like so it was a really double blessing because i didn't feel like i had to compromise myself artistically um it, it was it, it was the connection was was clear you know for me And so, yeah, once we did it, once we finished um, the album and, you know, just I got some more mentoring and so forth from my producers. um, Really, what happened was there is an artist who I think, you know, well, um, Tracy Hamlin. 
Tracy you know, Tracy Hamlin. Hamlin. She's out of D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an independent singer, an amazing um, singer. But she's got. I, little, might have she, I think she was a part of, of the stuff, Recording yeah. Academy. Um, that's the only reason oh, I brought okay. her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, she, she and I had, um, and I don't, I can't even remember how Tracy and I connected. God, I, this is horrible, Tracy. Don't kill me if you're listening. But we connected <laughs> some kind of way. I think on Facebook or something. Somebody told me about Tracy, or I could see what she was doing. And, um, you know, Tracy, this is what this, I will always forever, Tracy Hamlin, and there's another artist named Andrea Love. These two women, these two female artists, I I have to say, if it wasn't for them and they, and their ability to be selfless and to share, I, you know, I was getting information from industry people, but they were artists who are just like me, who were like, here, here's a resource. They, and, and when they did that, they really both have shown me, and this is why I will always do this, shown me how this this sea of artists is big enough for all of us. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I want you to say that one more time. Yes, this sea <laughs> is big for all of us. So this, this tendency for artists and singers, particularly to want to hoard the goodies that they found out, I'm telling you, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yes. yourself because you are going to need other people. You cannot do this, you know, without other people. And so Tracy, I reached out to Tracy and said, listen, I, and I could see she had by her Facebook stuff and our conversations, she had a lot of movement abroad. And I'm like, I need some help. I, 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 I do you have a specific um, radio promoter that you use over there? How are you doing that? And she is the one who introduced me to who is now my um my radio promoter abroad and you know his name is steve ripley and steve is insanely wonderful and very well known in the independent radio and even mainstream radio world um, Mm -hmm. in the uk when it comes to soul music and r&b and um she introduced us and that is how really everything took off once he got into the picture it really became um you know, for me as an artist, he took really great care of me. He he told right. me, he, he he taught me, and he took over in a in a transparent way. Meaning, I'm gonna take this now. I need you to trust me. <laughs> I need you to trust that what I'm gonna do is right. I need you to trust the timing at which I'm proposing that we do things. Um, I'm gonna. I need you to trust what song I pick that I think you should start, you know, you got this whole album of songs. You need to trust me that this, even though this is your favorite song, I think this other song is what's going to connect, you know, to the people. And, and so he's then took it. And once he took it because of his relationships and like we discussed in the previous podcast, what radio promoters do, he was able to service it. And, um, that was it. And so I, the reason why I wanted us to tie that into performance, which we'll jump into now, is because by being on the radio abroad, now people knew who I was right, <laughs> or right. am. <laughs> and um, again, that's the beauty of what radio does. It gives the exposure. It lets people hear you. It lets yep. people start to really get, you know, you just think about how you use the radio and how you can really start to, you know, dig a song every time it kind of airs or comes on. And so once I got the airplay, then it just, it was a natural, and that was all a part of our plan was get the airplay so that I could eventually get over there and yeah. and perform and not just perform 
um, in front of, you know, three people, but inform with an audience, with a following, with a group of fans, with people who are actually genuinely into, you know, the music. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's some, that's some beautiful, uh, encapsulation of, of what happened in yeah. terms of your career. Cause it's, uh, it, it really shows how, uh, things can snowball mm-hmm. and, and really build momentum. And, and when you start to add your own, um, your own energy to that momentum, then it just really becomes this big, bigger thing than you, you thought it could have, could have been. So, Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. yeah, it's, it's really for me my my performance um, aspect. All this stuff, like, just like you, happens organically. <laughs> yep. uh, it just yep. just comes, you know, out of some other situation. So uh, for me, my first performance overseas was actually through the church. Mm. Um, uh-huh. It was through a program, and we went to South Africa, uh, and and it was like uh, you know we I brought my group, my jazz group, to perform in different townships in South Africa, in um, Cape Town, South Africa. Nice. And uh, we stayed with the church there and, and they, it was like a program, um, uh, outreach program. And that actually brought a lot of other connections and also just got me to understanding how it is to, to tour right. and tour internationally. Right. So um, it was a fantastic 10 day experience. And um, it was, it, I'll always point back to that experience because it was just life changing for me. And it was, uh, you know, it was just great to be able to play music and reach people in that way. Um, And so from from there, uh, the other way I started to get overseas was um, through uh, through my connection at BET Mm -hmm. um, with my jazz group. They needed us to do uh, an opening reception (laughs) for the uh, (laughs) jazz festival. Ah. And and then they had a closing reception for the jazz festival. So that meant I played twice, but I was there for the whole festival. Ah, I <laughs> Got to watch the festival. So yeah. it was a blast. It was it was fantastic, and um, yeah, and that that kept, that started a, a long term relationship with playing at these jazz festivals, and I actually got to be on. You know, at at the end of the day, I was on the main stage wow, with my group. That's and, awesome. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. and then it, yeah, it just snowballed, and then eventually. Um, because now here's the other thing uh, we said having a product is one of the key things to getting um, getting your stuff on radio overseas and getting attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had product. I definitely I had product by then. And but also having a a good show. Yeah. Is is really the <laughs> other component. Critical. It's the it's, it's a real big component into getting people to uh, to notice you and, and want you back over. So. Right. Um, right. I, I kn- I know knew that my show was was good. I mean, I it, even for a jazz jazz musician, jazz band, um, I talked to the audience, uh, made jokes. Um, you know, we I connected the the themes of the songs in in right. the the set list. Right. Um, so everything had a meaning, and so we we basically had a blast at all of all of our shows, even our even our receptions. Right. So it, it was to the point where. Um, you know, people did not want to have the uh, the final re- the final show, the last show reception uh, thing without us. So, nice. <laughs> and, no, uh, that is so key. I, you know, again, there's a topic here. Write that down. Performance. 
Um, we might need to do that episode 16 because I I'm right. that's that's my newest thing too is you know and I think that's that's a that's a um, an interesting thing happening in the music industry <laughs> is yeah, that yeah. well in particular our pop and mainstream is when it's time to hit that stage and give your audience you know what an experience right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Lately, I, you know, I'm getting old, so I know I'm a little yeah, more, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little pickier, <laughs> a little more biased, but um, performances, yeah, no, what what you give, because what you, you said just a moment ago, will you come back? <laughs> right, <laughs> Will right. you get the opportunity to do this again? Um, so so let me add, mm-hmm. let me add to this uh, one piece, the, uh, we we performed so well um, on the stages that uh, one of the people that booked and promoted uh, another jazz festival, totally independent of BET, it was the Heineken Jazz Festival in, in Bonaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they loved our performance and wanted us to come play for the festival. Yeah, be see? One, be one of the he- headliners for the festival. So right, we we got a whole nother gig just right. by being doing what we do. Right. And I, I, okay, so right there, and I, this is a, 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 a tip, <laughs> or not a tip, but this is <laughs> something to understand, and it absolutely impacts your ability to um, make money and sustain. You need to understand that pretty much every performance is an audition. <laughs> right, <laughs> Because right. you don't know who's in the audience. It's always an opportunity for another opportunity. And I, I would say about 80%, I mean maybe more of my bookings have come from shows that I performed. So in other words, we saw you here or I heard you there or, you know, it wasn't just, Oh, they went to my website and fell in love. It wasn't that it was, I saw you, I heard you, I saw what you did. And so, you know, when I went for me too, the first time I went to perform there, what ended up happening was there was a promoter who was putting together an independent soul tour. And he went to, um, I was my first time performing. I did a very small set. I think I only sang three songs, three or four songs. Mm -hmm. And he heard it and he had been following what I had been doing. And he approached me right after that to ask if I might be interested in joining a tour. And so, you know, that's that. So then that's how that, you know, kind of came about. So, right. So that's how I was able to come back over. Um, and so you just really, you know, you, you really have to treat, um, your artistry with a lot of respect (laughs) and, and, and honor it and do your best, you know, and if you feel like you can't do your best, you really have to kind of reevaluate stuff because you don't, I tell people this all the time. If, if the act says Kenya, and I get on the stage and, you know, I get a little I get a little pissy if musicians just start chilling back there, because if you mess up, they're not going to say, well, that, you know, bass player sucks. Yeah, I mean, they may say that for a minute, but they're ultimately going to say, well, she wasn't that good. And it's like, well, OK, but I was distracted. I was listening, you know, <laughs> so it's really, you know, your name is on the line and not to over. I don't want to make people scared, but just do it with integrity. You know what I mean? Just do it with yeah, integrity exactly. and, you know, do your best. Know that keep, you know, keep eating that humble pie and know that you can always be probably better. Um, but enjoy yourself, you know, at the same time. Right. Um, 
but that, yeah, your performances, um, particularly abroad, because it costs a heck of a lot of money um, and to, to get yourself over there, whether they are booking you to fly you over there, they're spending a lot, um, mm-hmm. or if you are paying your own way over there. Either way, there's a big investment going on. And so people are not going to invest in you and you're not going to invest really in yourself to, you know, if, if, if you're not at the, at the quality that you need to be, to be traveling and to be performing there. Yeah, let's, let's, let's break it down to this. Uh, it's, it's about energy. Yeah. And if someone's given a whole lot of money for, for something, they're going to want a lot of energy back <laughs> and, right. and money is energy. Right. So, um, but beyond that, I just know just from the caliber of musicians that I've been around and been fortunate to to interact with. Um, when you get on stage, you give it all. Yep. It's it's like if you're watching a tennis match, most <laughs> tennis players will give everything on the court. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a football match, whatever, yeah. whatever your sport. Yeah. These athletes give it all they when they're all. on the on the field. Give it all. And as a musician, you need to give it all. Yeah. And, and, and when you come off the stage, it's, you should be sweating. You need to, <laughs> you need gallons of water. You need a moment. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. No. So, oh my God. Thank you. I give it. When, yeah, whenever I hit the stage, I give, give it. it. And, and give it doesn't mean loud. I mean, you know, this is, this is the other thing is that I, this is why we have to make performance because give it, I think sometimes people think give it means drama. You know, like yeah. just oh, no, no. extra. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Give it is just giving us your craft. Give us your gift and give it, you mm-hmm. know, give it in only the way that you can give it. And so you may have an incredibly calm, calm way, um, you know, your demeanor or your stage presence. Um, I think of people like Liz Wright, who's a jazz vocalist. And oh, my God, when she hits the stage, like she doesn't even look like she's walking. Like I feel like she mm-hmm. just kind of floated up to her mic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when she sings, she just she you know, she may lift an arm here and there, but she's just so calm. But you feel her giving every ounce of yes. her spirit yeah. and her energy and her voice and her tone to you without getting way loud, without being dramatic, without throwing something, just her presence. You can tell she's a hundred percent in. And if she yep. is not a hundred percent in, she's doing a really good job acting. So, so that was the other thing I tell people is like, yep. put on, get your Oscar, get your Oscar. If you're not filling up to it and you know, you've got to then figure out how you play the role. So yes, all of those things impact ultimately, you know, your ability to have longevity in the music business and longevity is what is going to, you know, ultimately pay you. And so I do think that international, you know, I, I highly, highly recommend international um, activity with independent artists because again, um, most international communities, at least I know in the UK and um, you know, the Netherlands is another area that I've performed in a lot of really wonderful Mm -hmm. support. Um, because of the way they celebrate and honor music and culture and how it's so integrated in their lifestyle, they make that a priority in their lifestyle. Um, so it's a really good space for you to try to, to try to push because they actually, it's funny the the first tour I did in the UK, the promoters like no covers. You cannot do any covers. We don't want any covers. We want all original music. And I've never (laughs) had anybody say that to me. And they're like, because our audience, he's like, I just have found that our audiences, 
they want to hear you. And, um, you know, that's just rare. That's just rare. And I'm not saying yeah. that that's going to be every promoter that's going to say that, but I'm just saying that that was, that was really eye opening for me. And it made me really celebrate, um, you know, celebrate who I am as an artist. So I just put, you know, encourage you if you've thought about going international, you need a little bit more guidance than maybe, you know, what we just said, feel free again to contact um, me because that's definitely an area um, that I have completely, you know, I will am more than willing to assist with um, via mm-hmm. coaching and, you know, all of that. So. so just some quick takeaways. Uh, if you're trying to break internationally um, in radio, you basically need to build up the organic following mm-hmm. through, uh, you know, making c- contacting bl- um, bloggers, podcasters, people mm-hmm. on Twitter, mm-hmm. try to get them to listen to your stuff mm-hmm. and and try to play your stuff on their shows mm-hmm. and other than that, once it starts to pick up, then you hire a radio promoter. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't go straight out. You know, you need to get a pulse. You need to get a pulse of right. how people are responding to your music. Before you spend money. Absolutely. Because <laughs> they're going to take your money. I mean, see, I mean, yeah, this they, is the oh, thing. Yeah. They may think this all kind of sucks, but depending on where their bills are at, you know, I mean, you don't know. You don't right. know. There you go. And um, yeah. but if, if you're able to come to the table, having already had these things occurring, you know, yep. that that's going to just that's going to be better. And, and you'll you'll actually know the pulse of your music, too. You want to always know who your audience, you know, you, you don't want to be so blind. You're going to be blind when you first start out because you don't know yet. But you should be able to get to a point where you're like, oh, you know what? I have found that my music, you know, connects with this or, you know, I find that yeah, I keep being place, part of this yeah. playlist or right. Mm. Um, or these are the type of people who are coming to my shows or, you know. But if you find that nothing is moving then that also now is another indication that we've got to kind of reevaluate. And that doesn't Revamp. mean that this, mm-hmm. yep, it may not mean that the song's not good. It could totally be just that you're not marketing the song or that you're not doing, you're not properly getting it um, in front of people. And, you know, you know, and I, I know that it's a scary space to self promote. Um, but I, I, I think people will, you know, send out one little tweet and then decide, well, mm-hmm. nobody likes my song. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? What song? When did you tweet it? What time did you tweet it? You know, so there's there's a lot yeah. of things you got to do before you get to that. Um, but yeah. And yeah. So then the other thing, breaking uh, internationally and performing, uh, I would say the best approach to do that is to, number one, either go over with another group yep. and get a, get a feel yep. for what's happening, try to get on. Because that's one of the things that I did. My, my play in the U.K. was was with Fred Hammond. So right. uh, we right. did London and, and Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other thing, if, you, if you're if you not able to get on with another group, then go through some type of program like I yes. did. It was a church program. Yes. You know, get... Get I wanted a feel to say for what's out there. that's huge. Which you and I, I didn't want to interrupt you when you're saying that, but I know a lot of artists who their first um, experiences going abroad were with church groups or with some mm-hmm. type of faith based, um, you know, singing or music um, situation. Yep. And um, yes, huge. Do that. Do that. Do that. And there are some other programs out there where they. Um, uh, depending on the genres of music, but they have other programs like international music ambassador type of programs. Exactly. Where, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where you do auditions, you got to be audition and, you know, you got to do different things to get on it, but it's worth, you don't have anything to lose, you know, if you're trying to yeah, get and, abroad. And, 
And while you're over there, you can actually meet promoters. You can actually right. go to venues. You can right. make your co- contacts right. and then build your business from there. Right. So. And that was going to be my last thing to say that even if it's not something musical, let's say you have a vacation planned or you just have, you, you know, go. you've got some money <laughs> just stowed away and you've decided there you're going you to go make a trip, you know, go to those venues, go to those venues and go to those venues and see those bands mm-hmm. and meet those people um, and, you know, begin re- begin building those relationships, you know, if you're trying to take your music in that space, um, it, it absolutely exactly. is doable. Exactly. Well, this was another uh, fact, fun, and uh, yeah. information-filled podcast. Yes, I love it. I love it. And if you guys are loving it, you know, I, I, I've been getting some feedback that people are enjoying it. But I'm hearing it from someone who says someone who said someone. So please send us messages and, and exactly. share, <laughs> share. Uh, you know, comment. Um, you know, on iTunes or comment on SoundCloud or wherever it is you're listening or just you know email uh you know info at creating crimson which all that information will be at the end but let us know let us know thank you thank you all righty all right talk to y'all later bye thank you for listening and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode please leave us a comment on our page If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services, for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.